If you felt stuck, like everything is just too hard, you're not doing a good job as a mum, a property manager, or a business owner, and you want to quit or just give up, and quite frankly, are just so fed up, then you, my friend, might be just stuck in a fixed mindset. And if you asked, what the hell is that? Then this episode is for you. We're going to do a deep dive on mindset and how to shift it. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 16 of the Property Management Podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Walker, aka That Property Mum. And wow, I can't believe I'm here already at episode 16. Now, if you told me two years ago I'd have my very own podcast out in the universe, I would have said, you're crazy. I can't do that. Who'd want to listen to anything I've got to say? And that right there is what this podcast is all about, mindset. Now, mindset is broadly defined as a set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of the world and yourself. It influences how you think, feel, and behave in any given situation. Now, as a property manager and a working mum, it can be a very real struggle daily to keep your mindset right. Not only are you plagued with guilt, not feeling like you are doing a good job at home or in the office. And to top it off, you are usually faced with a barrage of negativity in the office as well. I've said it before and I'll say it again. How often does anyone say thank you in property management? Not very often. Now, my guest today is Hermione Hart. Many of you might know her as Hermione Gardner, but she's just got married. And after many years in the trenches as a property manager, she has started a business called Sidekick, designed to support business owners and teams shine. She provides mentoring and personal development coaching to support growth without burning out. She focuses on shifting mindset, increasing productivity, and cultivating happy property managers and workplaces. And that's what we all want, right? So let's take a listen to the tips, strategies, and advice she shares. Not only just on mindset, but she also gives some great strategies around organization, time management, and juggling it all with consciousness and calmness. Hi, Hermione. Thank you so much for joining me on the Property Management Podcast today. Now, before we dive in, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the industry? Uh, Probably like most of us, um, I didn't really like plan on getting into property management. It was not not a career path. I used Mm. to work at a video shop and didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, And yeah, my mom was just selling our family house at the time. I got a bit interested in it and started a TAFE course and then got like a part-time job at a local real estate agent, started from the bottom, like doing all the running around and, you know, like doing all the, I was going to say 
um, for lucky kind of jobs. But um, yeah, then just worked my way up over the years, like most of us have done. And you know, ended up running portfolios and managing leasing and new business teams um, in Sydney before before I sort of stepped away from the front line. So, yeah, it was not an intentional plan like most of us, but it sort of naturally evolved over the years and learnt on the go like most of us. <laughs> and your business has evolved into a couple of different um, avenues now. Can you just share what, what the stuff that you're doing now uh, around the mentoring and your sidekick business? Yeah, so Psychic originally started, it was going to be an outsourcing an outsourcing business, um, but then I had uh, a child and couldn't really get out on the road as much as I could before. Um, and so that kind of changed the path of Sidekick. And over the years, I've done a lot of my own uh, personal development, um, including um, a lot of work on mindset and resilience and, and stress, a lot of therapy and counseling to kind of get through some, you know, some stuff that I've been through over the years. And so it's just sort of naturally evolved and taking those, the the skills I had in property management and growing rent roles, but also, yeah, like that streamlining systems and procedures kind of things always really been my jam. Um, And kind of melding that with that mindset and stress and resilience piece, um, because I was, yeah, an overworked stress property manager, like a lot of, um, a lot of people in the industry right now. And there wasn't a lot of that awareness and support around mindset. So, you know, the the key to kind of streamlining systems and processes now for me um, and working with the business owners, it's really like, well, let's design things in a way so that it gives you less stress and it gives you more time. Um, And so, yeah, Sidekicks evolved to be a... um, uh, a business and personal development coaching business uh, where I work with people either yeah one-on-one in teams to really get that result. Brilliant. Well, I want to take you back to the start of the year for a minute and share with our listeners that um, because of your planning party that you hosted back in January, uh, where you made us write down our biggest goals for the year and sort of do a bit of planning around what we wanted to achieve. Uh, And mine was launching this podcast in March. And well, here I am. And we are now recording episode 16, which is absolutely crazy. So I owe you a massive thank you (laughs) and can really attest to the work that you do. It really is valuable. Um, But let's go back to the basics for a minute here and talk about what is mindset and why is it so important? Oh, goodness. Um, I think like mindset's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. Um, Mindset for me, it's sort of like, it's like a muscle, right? It's really around that resilience piece for me. Um, I think the the strength of our mindset has has a big impact on how we handle stress. And I really believe the difference between, you know, I notice in myself when my mindset is really strong, stressful situation comes along, I can kind of handle it calmly and rationally and think through it strategically and, and handle that situation well, as opposed to when my mindset isn't strong, which you know, I'm not perfect all the time where people say, oh, you look like you got it all together. I definitely don't. Definitely have days and weeks and months where my mindset isn't strong. And in those times, it's, um, you know, something stressful comes along and I don't handle it well. It, it stresses me out. I overthink. Um, I, you know, snap quicker. And so I really think it's um, the mindset piece. It's like It's like a muscle for our mind that the great thing about that is we can strengthen it and we can it can improve, right? We're not just stuck with what we've got in how we are able to handle things. You are actually able to 
put strategies and tools into place to actually help yourself be able to better handle the stress. And I feel like that's really empowering. Absolutely. Well, um, a lot of the work that I've done around mindset, they talk about this growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And I have found in property managers over the the sort of almost 15 years now that I've been working in property management, there is very much a fixed, or there has in the past been a very fixed mindset mentality. Um, But that doesn't mean you have to stay fixed. So fixed mindset is, um, just for for anyone listening who's not aware of the the different concepts, fixed mindset is, um, you know, nothing can change. Um, It it is just the way that it is. I'm, um, you know, it's black and it's white. There's no grey areas, um, which we all know in property management, there is so many grey areas, too many grey areas for my liking sometimes. Um, Whereas a growth mindset will see things, um, difficult situations as an opportunity to learn or grow. Um, So what about, um, for you, what are some of your best mindset tips and strategies, especially for property managers when you are dealing with a barrage of negativity day in and day out. It's really hard to be in that um, that, that growth or that um, better mindset, I guess. Mm, yeah, totally. And I mean, like, I, I know that I spent a decent amount of my life in a fixed mindset, you know, now that I have that, um, that awareness. Yeah, <laughs> so much. Um, you know, just as you said, feeling like, oh, well, it is the way it is. I am the way I am. Like, it, it I've been in that place and it it takes a lot of time to kind of really, I would say now I do sit in much more of a growth mindset space. It's not to say I don't slip back sometimes because, you know, we're human. Um, but I think that I always say that awareness is the first step to change. And so in anything like, you know, even if you just Google, say, fixed mindset and it, you, there's beautiful images that come up with all phrases of what's a fixed mindset and what's a growth mindset and just that initial process of going, oh, okay, I relate to a lot more of those phrases on the fixed side, <laughs> right? That awareness alone is like, okay, well, I can either, like awareness is great, right, because I can go, okay, I can either accept it, right, and stay in that fixed mindset or wow, that's something I would like to change, okay? Now that we're aware of it, we can go, that's something I'd like to change. And that tiny process has just moved you into a growth mindset, like just that awareness alone. And like one of the big components of a growth mindset is self-awareness. And so one of the things um, and tools and strategies that I use myself and, you know, it's why, you know, coaching exists and, and a lot of those coaching processes is a a self-reflection process. And that might be either daily, weekly, monthly. Most of us do it annually, generally around that New Year's time. That's the general time we'll sort of reflect and go, oh, how did we go? Or like, what do we want to achieve for the year ahead? Um, But more, more often than not, if we're waiting a whole year before we reflect and see, well, how are we doing? What's working? What's not? We're going to be moving through change quite slowly. Um, so for myself, like I've got a, um, on a daily thing, I've got like a personal daily planner and at the bottom of the planner, it's just got, you know, how did my day go? Did it go to plan or did it not go to plan? Okay. So that's just a simple self-reflection process that allows me to go, all right, what didn't go to plan and what might need to shift for tomorrow? Um, you know, at a weekly level or monthly level, what's, what's worked well, what hasn't worked well, what do I need to shift or change and improve? 
Um, and then, you know, that process, like what we talked about, that kind of goal setting and intention setting reflection process we did at the start of the year to actually do that every sort of three months or 90 days to really check in with, well, how am I progressing towards what I want to achieve? What's working? What's not working? And what do I need to shift? Um, that, that self-reflection process, whether you do it yourself or with someone else, um, that alone will keep you in that growth mindset space because it's forcing you to reflect and then look at what you might need to shift to move forwards. And it's it's giving your mindset that awareness that there is possible to change. That is brilliant advice. I think that um, self-reflection is so important and there is so many tools and journals and uh, I, I use journaling as a, a daily journal as, as sort of one of my self-reflection prompts, especially if I'm stuck on something, um, an, an idea or something's not moving in the right direction in my business, I'll go grab a pen and paper and we'll sit down. I mean, I am surrounded by notepads, which is really annoying sometimes because I don't know which one I actually wrote down. So. I write that. <laughs> So, I know I had um, a good idea. <laughs> and I also use a, um, a full focus planner. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. It's a Michael Hyatt product um, who is one of the um, biggest productivity um, yeah. time management people in the US. And I have really found that a very valuable tool in um, not only just feeling more organized and, you know, in control of my day because otherwise you get on that that treadmill sometimes and life just you know take you go through one week to the next and you're like have I actually done anything have I achieved anything and I think it's even particularly hard for working mums as well because not only are you you know running businesses or managing businesses and managing teams and um, managing portfolios but then you've also got little people at home and you're in the, the throes of this mine are teenagers now so I'm trying to get them to hang out and spend more time with me at home at the moment but I guess for for, for working mums, you know, and, and you get in that guilt cycle as well. You're not, if you're not at the kids' school events and sports, um, you feel guilty. But then if you're letting your team or your boss down at work, you feel guilty. So um, have you got any mindset or um, strategies that can help mums, I guess, overcome that sometimes crippling guilt and that not good enough feeling that we have, you, you're letting somebody down? Yeah, I think um, I was reflecting on this a little bit last few days, and uh, you know, a couple of, a couple of pieces in that on um, yeah, like the both the daily planning plus that guilt piece. I think that like f for me in particular, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I know that a lot of um, property managers also probably are, um, you know, and have very high expectations of myself. So I think for me, my guilt comes from like like. I know I, I want to be doing a better job for my clients. I want to be doing a better job for my kids, but I feel stretched across all of them. And sometimes like I'm not doing a really good job at any one thing. Right. Um, and so like definitely this, this week in particular, like I've got a morning practice I usually do, which I've got a, um, it's called a best self journal. I think it's quite similar to the full focus one. Um, and so, you know, each morning I try and like, you know, sit down and map out what's my big task I want to get done today, literally then, you know, rewrite down what my day is going to look like. And on the days I do that, I, I, I'm more in control and I get more done, which actually then allows me that when it comes five o'clock and I have to pick my kids up, I can actually be more um, present and there with them because I know that I've got the big stuff done and that my day kind of like I actually got, I, I achieved what I needed to achieve and I wasn't just stuck in the like, oh, busy working out of my inbox all day. 
And like I, I literally can be a living experiment for this because the last two days, so what is it? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, we were recording this on Wednesday. Um, I, ha- I haven't done that morning practice. And I have felt in the mornings when I'm trying to get the kids ready, I've felt like I'm like already sort of trying to check my phone and see what I've got on. I'm like trying to rush the kids out the door so I can like, cause I think I've got so much to do. Um, you know, when they've come home, I've been like, okay, go in the front of the TV while I'm still kind of juggling, you know, emails. Right. So I haven't, I haven't kind of been using that planning and organization tool, which I feel has like, it's led to more of those kind of guilt and stretched feelings. Cause I'm kind of trying to be everything to everyone. But in reflection, um, I can look look back at, you know, the days, say, last week. I had a week where, like, every single day I had that in place. And it's funny. Some people are like, oh, I don't want routine and structure. I want freedom. But for me, having that routine and structure and having that process in place and then, you know, being able to then achieve 80 or 90% of the things that I set out to achieve and then knowing that, well, everything that's not done I wasn't meant to get done today anyway, then allows me to then switch off and know that cool I've done a good job in that area and then I can actually just cool I'm going to relax with the kids a bit and be more present around um dinner time and bedtime and not be like just got to get them to bed so I can get and get on the computer and do more work that I didn't get done today yeah um so I think in combining it like the, there's a piece there in both of that 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 those two like the planning and the organization and allowing that freedom to not feel that guilt so much, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Because uh, I have a very similar practice and I usually do mine. I have a work shutdown routine. So mm. at the end of my day, I will reflect on, tick off what I've achieved for the day. Then I will go back and then plan my next day. So I'll do the same, write my three biggest things mm. that I've got to get done, have a bit of a to-do list there as well, check what appointments I've got and then um usually check my emails in case there's anything urgent and then I will shut down my computer and I can go inside and I'm present with my family and I love to cook dinner and um, watch a bit of Netflix or play cards or whatever we do Um, but I am not no longer thinking about work but if I don't do that you're exactly right I'm thinking I'm checking my phone before I go to bed what's in my calendar for tomorrow Um, I usually have a lot of the times I will have wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, I've got to make sure I add that to my to-do list. Emailing yourself in the night. Yeah. And I know you do have a, um, a, a planner, I think, for property managers. And I also have a planner that I put together for my team in my office as well, a property management planner. And it's designed around exactly those, um, those principles of helping you be organized. And I think one of the key things for us humans as well is those thoughts that we don't get out on paper or that they just continue looping around in your head. So unless you get them out of your head and put them down somewhere, it's going to keep thinking about them. And then imagine as a, in a day-to-day life of a property manager, you know, you add, you know, all those tasks that come in throughout the day. If you're not writing them down somewhere, they're going around and around and around in your head and that stresses you out. So yeah, I can't, stress highly enough to property managers listening to this um, to get yourself some sort of a journal or daily planner. I will share links to both of our planners um, in the show notes as well. Now, 
One of the other things I've been talking about in property management um, to a lot of people who've been on the podcast so far is some of the biggest struggles in the industry. Um, you know, I hate talking about the C word, but COVID, um, it did happen and it has caused some havoc in the industry. So I know you work with a lot of property managers and business owners. So what are some of the, uh, or what are you seeing or hearing are some of the biggest struggles at the moment? Mm. How long have we got? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, what's the what's the biggest ones I'm seeing at the moment? I think like from a like a, a staffing and business point of view, um, staff and property managers in particular want more flexibility and freedom in how they work. Um, I think, you know, we're seeing across all parts of Australia, it doesn't matter where I speak to, you know, the great property manager shortage, the burnout in the industry, people exiting. Um, and then there's also from the other side, there's a fear of from, I think, the business owners sometimes of like, well, I don't want to give that flexibility, you know, working from home, like what are people doing? So I think that there's there's a bit of work to be done on creating a bit more of that environment where there is the flexibility. Um, you know, I'm... It, it depends on the person. I'm hugely productive when I work at home and I know a lot of people are, um, but the, then it gives me the chance, right? Like, so my partner, you know, my husband just got married, keep forgetting, um, you know, he rushed the kids out the door before I jumped on this podcast. I'm like, I'm putting a load of laundry on so that I can keep on top of that throughout the day. I'm like running up here, grabbing my coffee, right? So for me, like working from home then allows me to keep on top of that other stuff. So then I'm again, coming back to that problem before about guilt. It's like, then at the end of the day, like, because I've been at home, I can be productive, get some of that home stuff done, be closer, you know, five minutes away from picking up my kids. And so I think that there's a lot of people in the industry who want more of that flexibility. So I think that there's a shift that uh, is happening and needs to happen um, in the workplace, but that comes with challenges itself in, you know, monitoring and managing how people are working and what's getting done and having that, you know, communication and, and sort of synergy that happens when people are in offices together. So I think as a result of COVID, there's this big sort of, you know, everything's kind of been thrown up in the air and we're just seeing like, you know, that dust settling now and seeing, you know, what are these new opportunities um, for the way that we, the way that we can work moving forwards. And I think if we look at it, for anyone who's worried about change, if we can try and look at, okay, well, what's the opportunity here? Um, you, you can sort of shift any challenge into opportunity. There you go, playing with my growth mindset right now. <laughs> um, so I think that, that that's been um, a bit of a challenge and I think that need to help that exodus and burnout that people are experiencing, there needs to be a bit more flexibility in those working arrangements. Um you know, I, I don't have a property, you could probably comment on that. I don't have a property management team myself, but in the people that I work with, I'm seeing a need for that. But I think, you know, from a property manager point of view, it's just like the expectations now compared to when I was a property manager years ago, it's just astronomical. Um, you know, in, in, in businesses and sitting with a property manager who's got, you know, a thousand emails in their inbox, right? And, you know, some of us will go, oh my God, how do you even get there? Like, how do you even handle it? Right. But you can see how it happens because the volume of what is coming in, like to an inbox and a property manager's desk each day, um, you know, for some people, you know, managing 200, 300, you know, upwards properties, like it's insane, right? Like 250 properties, you might have, you know, four or 500 people that you're managing. And it's not like, I feel like when I was a property manager, you know, 10 years ago, 
it was much more, you know, you did a routine, you move people in and out, but it's like people are communicating with you 24-7 now about all of their challenges and issues and we become, you know, counsellors as much as property managers. So I think um, it's a real challenge in managing that volume of incoming communication and then balancing that with the tasks that need to happen to proactively keep a portfolio running day to day, you know, making sure you're on top of arrears and routines and rent reviews. Um, but again, I think it, it, for a property manager, one of the solutions for that is really that that planning and, and setting the intentions of how they want the days and weeks and months to run. Because uh, otherwise you do, you come in and you sit down and you just start working in your inbox and you, you know, you get to the end of the day and you don't even know if you've got through the biggest and most important stuff and there's all this other stuff sitting on your shoulder. So I can't remember exactly what the question was, but around that, I, th- yeah. I think, I think like day to day, you know, for a typical property manager, like it's a, like that volume and that weight of everything that needs to be done um, is huge. And that's, it's, it's leading to that, you know, that burnout and that volume of, stress that everyone's experiencing. I think you've just mentioned about five or six different podcast topics we can cover yeah, totally. in that response. But yeah, you're right. And I think it is. I think it's, it's um, you know, it's workload and, um, you know, managing inboxes and managing people's expectations. It's not so much managing ex- inboxes. I think it's managing people's expectations, uh, you know, are so much higher these days on what they expect, um, both landlords and tenants as well. Um, but I think one of the, for me personally, one of the best things that I've seen come out of COVID um, is the number of people that have have stepped up and realise that there is a lack of support, there is a lack of coaching, there is a lack of mentoring um, and training. And there's people have come out of the woodwork and said, put their hands up and said, you know, I'm here for you, I'm here to help you, um, which, you know, when I started 15 years ago, there was... There was, there was people who could help you with your best practice and your legislation, um, but there wasn't anybody that could help you with your mindset or um, with your, um, you know, really your systems and procedures and um, streamlining your, your your workflows. And um, so I think, you know, that's probably one of the, the benefits. And, um, you know, I think, you know, don't be there's no shame in asking for help. We don't, you don't know everything. Um, and if you can lean on somebody who's sort of walked the walk and talked the talk before you, um, there's a few people out there that can really help you um, move forward. Uh, and that's part of a growth mindset too, I think, as well, you know, um, wanting to learn, like, you know, taking on board somebody and, and being willing to learn as well. So, yeah. And I can attend, like, you, the, the, the support that you've given, I think the property management industry, like I think your whole your whole community attests to that because, you know, like you, you, you've been fighting that that fight to get that information out there on on mindset and giving them that support from that other perspective, not just not just legislation, um, which you know, yes, we need the legislation training um, so that we don't end up you know in tribunals and courts and things, um, but you know that it, it's all well and good to have all of that, but if we don't have that mental and mental health support and mindset and how to manage stress and, you know, that, that planning and intention setting, you know, like, like with your daily planner, like that, those kind of tools, you know, that's not really property management specific. It's, you know, it's how to be really productive, stress resilient person from outside of the industry that, you know, that stuff that you bring in is awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, I think there's a lot of us that are out there. You, you yourself um, have really stepped up as well. So um, I think, you know, 
there, there's there's support out there if you are struggling in any of the areas that we have mentioned in this podcast episode so far. Um, and even more valuable information for anyone listening. Now, I know you love this topic. Um, so what is one personal development tool um, that you can recommend to our listeners, book, podcast, or other resource? Mm. Oh my gosh, that's a tricky one. I have to choose one. <laughs> Obviously, this podcast. <laughs> this podcast number one. Um I know I feel like we've harped on about it, but honestly, like the, a daily planning tool and reflection tool, like I said, yeah, I think the one I use called it's called a best self-journal. You have to order it from America. I think it's like the full focus one. But it kind of takes all of those practices I spoke about before. And it's like I really like this one because it does that. At the start of each quarter, it's like, what are your intentions? And I love that it does, I don't know, some of the people online might have done like a life wheel before um, where you kind of look at the different areas of your life, like love, relationships, health, work, blah, blah, blah. And it's at the start of each quarter, you're looking at, well, how do I rate myself in each of those areas? Like where is my happiness and satisfaction in each of those areas? And you give yourself then a benchmark you know, maybe my health is at a six at the moment. Um, and you give yourself not only then a benchmark, but then you can set some intentions around, well, what would I like to do to improve my rating or benchmark in that area? And so then, you know, at the end of the quarter, you're then reflecting not just on the big picture goals, but as that, um, you know, as a reflection of your satisfaction, in those different areas of life. And so, it then incorporates that then with the daily planning and tools, which so I like that that version of it. But that that benchmarking tool, like I again, it's it's that self reflection piece. I don't think we give ourselves time for very often. Um, it allows, I think, us to focus on then not just the work version of ourselves or the mum version of ourselves, but mm. that that whole version of ourselves that make us you know more happy and satisfied along the way. Um, and it's not necessarily big ones. You know, I think my one, you know, if my health's a six, it might just be, okay, well, I'd like to, you know, make sure I get in my daily walks and eat healthier. And so what do I need? It takes you through them. What do you want to do to implement those? Well, I need to put those walks in my diary and, um, you know, have some time aside for meal prep or, um, grocery shopping or whatever it is each week in the diary. So, I, I like this reflection tool in this benchmark, what I call this benchmarking tool to help you kind of look at, well, how do I feel in every area of my life? What do I want to do to improve those different areas? Like what am I focusing on for this next period? And then being able to kind of give yourself a measure at the end, go, well, how happy and satisfied am I in each of those areas now? It can show you that you've kind of moved forward and progressed. So, so yeah, I think that that's like it's one of my favourite tools at the moment. That I love that. That is brilliant. Do you have one that you can share with our listeners that we can put in the show yeah, notes yeah, and they can I'll download? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Sure. That'd be awesome. Okay, so how can our listeners find out more about you or reach out to work with you further? Yeah, I thank you. Um, I'm I'm usually most if you want to kind of see what I'm up to and get some inspiration. I'm usually most active on um on my Instagram. It's my my social media of choice. Um, so that's just at Hermione Hart. I used to be gardener, but now I'm Hart. Just got married recently. Um, but otherwise, yeah, most of my uh, most of my services and offerings are on my website at sidekick.net.au. And you can always just book a discovery chat. Sometimes you don't know what you need. Sometimes I might chat with you and go, yeah, cool. This is what you need. I'm not the right person to work with you, but I can point you in the right direction of what you might need. Um, or we can then go and talk about how I could work with you, um, 
you know, either one-on-one or with the business. So, um, yeah, I'm here if you need any help. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's amazing. All right. Thanks so much for having me on and um, you're doing an amazing job. I'm proud of you for getting your podcast off the ground. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hey there. I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you are someone who is serious about growing your property management business and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in five to 15 new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and click on the link to get on the waiting list for the growth school and you'll get notified when it launches. Until next time, my friend. 